0: Hello and welcome to episode 1219 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, no uh, November, September 22nd. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, I am very tired and that's why I said November. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm very tired as well. And I would like to thank the good folks at Penny for delivering me a Cow King box spring and a
0: Queen mattress. Did, um, did you roll off? like onto the extra part of the box spring at any point.
1: No, but it does feel like I'm sleeping on the top of a pyramid because I've got to like take steps up and my four year old decided to come jump into bed with us last night, uh, which, uh, did not end well for my sleep. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I told Jay-Z Penny until they fixed it. They're going to get an unnecessary shout out on the podcast. Uh, because that's garbage.
0: They they told me it might take two weeks to get the new uh, mattress. You accepted it. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to do. We didn't know it was wrong. Yeah, you know, unbelievable, man. That's so frustrating. Uh, Hopefully, that gets sorted out sooner than later. But it sounds like it's going to be a few weeks. Your sleep might be uh, agitated. Plus, you know, the way with the titles and everything that you're chasing, you're already on edge. You need your damn rest. So you figure a new bed was going to help you get that. But now. You're going to have to deal with the nerves and, you know, uh, restless nights. So hopefully that gets situated sooner than later. Uh, we're going to dive in on the two steps for the final week of the regular season, man. It has been, it's been a long one. I think I mentioned this last episode. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit looking forward to the end of the regular season. I'm, re- I'm ready for the decompression. Um, It's been a fun season. It's been a great season. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I think they're going to be incredible this year, but the daily grind I'm ready to I'm ready to downshift for a little bit, usually October, the decompression month and then back at it in November. And I'm sure the juices will be fired right back up in November as they usually are. I already got my invite to write for the uh, HQ forecaster. That always gets me going. So I'm excited. But let's talk one major piece of news uh, before we get into these two steps. This was a big surprise, Justin. Prospect Junior Camonero for the Tampa Bay Rays is being called up for this final week plus here. It's a big, big time prospect here. My man not only can't drink, his age doesn't even start with a two. He is, well, actually, now it does. Sorry, for the last 80 days, he's been 20. He turned 20 on July 5th, so I'm wrong there. But uh, he cannot get a legal drink. Junior Caminero, uh age 19 season spent at double and high A, crushing both levels, skips triple A, coming to the majors. Is this something that has some? Merit for you down the stretch, or is it a reward for an excellent season? Get some stipend, get a little experience, meet the guys a little bit more, and then we'll catch you next year to really go off. What do you think of Junior Camonero here in this final week? Pardon me.
1: I mean, I, I guess it could just be like a reward for, uh, you know, a, a really great single A double A season. Uh, and, you know, kind of a little like shot in the eye. I'm like, hey, you're our dude. So you're already up at the major leagues mm-hmm. at 20 years old. Uh, but it also could be like, hey, the Rays are still trying to track down the Orioles. I don't know that they're going to. Um, yeah. And, they're you know, they want, you know, to make sure they've got the highest seed possible heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And... They're only a game
0: and a half back, by the way. I Want to let oh, you know? Like, ooh, it, okay. it's it's right there. Oh, that's right because they right blew there. that
1: game against Houston the other night.
0: Um, yeah, they're 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 six and four in their last ten. Orioles four and six, so the Orioles aren't exactly floundering, but it it's. It's tight coming into this final weekend and, and the next week. So they have they have every chance out there. Um, they do play. Now, they only play five next week. So from a fantasy standpoint with Junior Caminero, mm-hmm. that does mitigate any interest you might have, even if you think he's going to play. Two at Boston, three at Toronto. Baltimore has... Um, two at Washington or two home to Washington four home to Boston so they're home all week they have an extra game there so that that'll be interesting and then uh, each obviously has a weekend set Tampa Bay gets Toronto again uh, so they're going to play them this week and then close out the season with them and Baltimore has uh, Cleveland right now they started that series yesterday that's a four gamer so I would say schedule favors Baltimore but Tampa Bay is certainly in the mix for that number one seed which hey man you want that buy right like yeah I know the rest rust thing, but this is not a long-term buy or anything. I don't think you're rusting over and you get a chance to really set your, uh, you really, you really get to set your lineup and everything. And I think the rest rust in the playoffs is more when the playoffs are kind of going and then like you sweep the uh, LCS and you kind of wait for your world series opponent. There's always talk of like, Oh, are they gonna, uh, is it better to play six or seven and then get into the world series? Or is it better to have that four four Oh, and then you kind of wait. So, I think Tampa Bay is going to be going pedal to the metal, but Isak Paredes plays third. Um, are we going to see maybe Junior Caminero at some short?
1: Yeah, I think if he plays, he's going to play short. And I think Taylor Walls was kind of banged up too. I think he was dealing mm-hmm. with. It. So, I mean, I think he could play rest of the way, um, or maybe like for their last five games. Uh, and so like if you're in a daily moves format maybe he is a guy that you'd be interested in picking up i mean here's the thing at this point in the season any player can get hot like any player could just have Certainly.
0: a huge final week hit a couple bombs and you know and and be and be your hero right yeah like, like i was just mentioning to you uh, that i was quite surprised that uh, miguel andahar is back yep. and raking he's cooking right now with the uh, with the pirates you know and that's a name blast from the past at this point he's 28 he went three for four yesterday so you know you never know where it's gonna where it's gonna come up so Camonero, you know he's a he's a one or two dollar guy i don't think you're going crazy everyone's out of fab anyway yeah I, I think he's at least on the list but with the five games he is lower on the list for me then in weekly a lot of other yeah. guys
1: yeah um you know me if you're in like nfbc format where you can make friday switches maybe you decide like hey I'm not going to use him at the beginning of the week, but I'll use him at the end of the week. Uh, You know, if maybe he has like a, you know, one of those two big early games uh, in the week, and you go, okay, maybe he's hot right now and I can throw him in there. There's a ton Mm -hmm. of power. Just, I mean, a ton of power. There is some speed, though. I mean, he was, I think, five for 10 or something like that in.
0: Yeah. uh, not so, exactly sure when to go, but uh, you know yeah. they let him run a little bit. But 31 bombs in 510 plate appearances in the low minors for the 19-year-old Junior Caminero. Again, now 20, but this is his age 19 season. Unbelievable year. And again, skyrocketing up prospect lists, going to be a top five guy across the industry. Yeah, I think he already uh, is. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for especially for places that update their list as things go. Uh, I don't see how Junior is not up there, and I think he might be in contention for the number one spot, right? I mean no, no. Jackson Holiday's there. Jackson Holiday's the Jackson Holiday is the dude. Um yeah, I think I think you could put Camonero at one, and I don't think it would be completely out of pocket. But you got the Jacksons, you got Holiday and Chorio, Skeens, Cruz. Wyatt Langford
1: um, is having oh an goodness. unreal start to his yes. career. When when you do first year player drafts, it was going to be like, oh, who do you take between Cruz and Skeens, or yeah, Cruz and skiing. But I think Wyatt Langford might be the guy because I think he's maybe up before both of them, and he is just absolutely matching his way. Uh, he's already at triple A. Like, I mean, I, I was just
0: saying. I, I, I kind of wonder, you know, does he get the last week call? I don't know if they have a, really a spot for him in Texas. But, uh, yeah, White Langford absolutely dominating right now here down the stretch, making his his name known and putting himself high on lists. Um, I'm trying to see here. Did they already take him off? Man, MLB does not. Oh, no, he's right there in front of my face, number six. So they had him number six behind the two Jacksons, Holiday Chorio, Skeens Cruz, and then Ethan Solace, the uh, five-year-old oh. catcher who is uh, just un- unbelievable. He turned six. I think he has his sixth birthday party today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a Paw Patrol theme. So good for mm-hmm. him. And then he has to go to his double-A game and and continue mm-hmm. to be an elite catcher. I'm obviously joking, but my man is 17. Yeah. I he's mean, legitimately he, 17. Ethan and Solis. here's
1: the crazy thing. I've seen some lifts have him with an ETM next year.
0: I mean, he's in double-A. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you're, like, you're, you're, you're literally talking about call a call away at double-A. You're talking about
1: I guy going to 17 to start next season. Man's you know can't
0: that? vote. We're always talking about how, like, this guy can't drink, like, which I just did mm-hmm. with Camino. This man cannot vote. I can't even call him a man yet. He's a boy. Eden Salas is a boy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't say that to de- degrade him or anyway, I'm just saying it's unbelievable what Ethan Salas is doing. He's a catcher for the Padres. For those that don't know him, big time prospect. But anyway, put a bow on Camonero. You're, you're in the bids, but not your top guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm probably in the bids. If, if that, if I need third base, uh, which is where I think he's going to be eligible in most formats.
0: Yeah. If I'm taking um, some power, Hail Mary, you yeah. know, or, or, or just, I'm interested in power. He's on my list for sure, Junior Caminero, but probably some better guys out there, particularly just because of the five-game situation. Yeah. You need every opportunity you can get, and we don't even know that he'll play all five. So a guy to know, somebody to keep an eye on, but you really want to make sure that you know him for next year because he could uh, break camp and be an absolute G with them. All right, let's get into the two steps because obviously the the big final week here, uh, everyone's going to be making these tough decisions. And we want to equip them the best that we can. Obviously, there's going to be certain guys that we're not covering. You guys don't need us to tell you that. Zach Gallin, Kyle Bradish, Justin Steele, guys of that ilk. And I want to say that... Um You know, maybe before yesterday's game where he struck out 14, maybe Hunter Green would have been on the list, but he's been excellent in his uh, three September starts, including that 14K game against Minnesota, that I believe he is an easy start, especially because both are on the road at Cleveland at St. Louis. So he's an automatic two that we're not going to discuss. Let's start with somebody who's had his ups and downs throughout the year, started off brilliantly, hit the skids, but then has bounced back. And now he's been solid Uh, Down the stretch, last two have been a couple wobbly, a little bit wobbly. That's Bryce Elder with Atlanta. He gets a double home start against the Cubs and Nats. Um, He did walk five in his last outing. That's pretty uncharacteristic. Although, actually, maybe not. He does have more four walk games than I would have thought. He has four four walk games. This five walk game. So never mind, it's not that uncharacteristic. Sometimes Bryce Elder's control does leave him a little bit. He feels like one of those command and control guys, but he's not. He's more of a finesse guy, but it isn't built on necessarily elite control. Um, 12 and 4 on the year, and I bring that up specifically because you would think if you're, you're hunting wins, Bryce Elder might be a guy you're interested in. Obviously, he's already rostered in 15s, and we're almost certainly starting him there. But what about maybe 10s and 12s where Bryce Elder might have some availability? Are you, are you scooping him?
1: Elder is, uh, you would think he is like a command control guy, but he's he's more of a kitchen sink guy, right? Like he's Yeah, got, that's a
0: good way to put it.
1: He's got four pitches, he doesn't throw any of them 40% of the time or more, uh, and so like he kind of just keeps you off balance by mixing pitches correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. And when he doesn't mix pitches correctly, or uh, they try to throw too many pitches that doesn't have command for, or control for, uh, then, yeah, then they're in some trouble.
0: Um... It's yeah probably tens, by the way. I'm looking. Yahoo is at 79%. So it's not even so much a pickup. I think it's more a start if you have him Question because uh, he is Ross roster- Again, being on Atlanta, piling up wins. He has a 363 ERA in the season. So I want to just point that out that he might not be available so much, but it's more of like, are you starting him if he's on your roster, Bryce Elder?
1: Uh, that's a really tough question because, one, the Cubs are a good offense, right? Sure. Um, but they are floundering. Yeah. Uh, and while Washington isn't a good offense, they make a lot of contact. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who knows the Braves have everything wrapped up at this point, right? Like, like how deep does he even go in that second start? So I think if you're, do
0: they need to protect him though? I feel like they let him go. Maybe like Strider and Freed are the guys that kind of maybe get peeled back. I think elder could. You're not wrong to bring it up, but I think Elder with his status could be, you can just go and, and do yeah. what you want. Because if he starts in the playoffs anyway, which I'm not sure he will, I think he'll probably be a reliever. Um, it would be later in the playoff because they have a bye too. So don't forget that. There's no real need to protect him. If he's dealing, he should still be able to go six yeah. innings, I think. Especially
1: early on in the playoffs. I mean, they wouldn't start him because they've got Strider, um, Freed, and Freed, Morton, right?
0: Morton uh, or right, right's back.
1: Yeah, right's not been great true true so
0: either way i don't think elder needs to be managed so if he's not hurt or anything or a- any reason to slow him down i think you can reasonably expect him to get a pair of five inning outings as long as he's not walking the yard which seems to be um what wh- when he goes wrong it ends up being walks for elder
1: yeah i mean i, I think if you're win seeking i get it um 100 i think it's an easy yeah. one if you're win seeking yes yeah, if, if you're looking for wins if you're looking for ratios, I might go a different direction there.
0: That's a little more dicey if you're going for ratios. But if you're win-seeking, I think it's 100%. If you're just trying to get kind of everything you know you're just going for pitching i still think he's pretty close to 100 i like that both are at home too you know pitchers just generally are better at home unless maybe you're a rocky or a red um and he he has fulfilled that bryce elder is 326 era 115 whip at home 405 134 on the road and he's seven and one versus five and three on the road so win-loss record i don't want to get too hung up on home road but everything about elder has been better at home so i'm gonna go yes in most formats
1: yeah i think you're i think you're probably right i mean it's not like with with rosters only expanding two spots in september it's not like even atlanta can like sit a bunch of guys right like exactly they still got to put out a pretty damn good lineup just because you have to field the full you know nine guys in the field so
0: and you know the one spot's in a good spot for them right now um, not that I'm sure that they would care that much about one versus two because both get a bye. Uh, but for World Series home field advantage, they might be playing for that a little bit. So unless the Dodgers, you know, if they sweep this weekend and then the Braves, How you know, dare you. take
1: How dare you say that as they Well, they're facing game. an easy team. Yeah. And so as, uh, if the Braves go see, like one and
0: two. They're behind me with my I see. Play, playoffs are dumb. Playoffs are dumb. <laughs> Yeah. wouldn't know wouldn't know about him as a Tigers fan. But so, yeah, lost um, in my
1: head-to-head playoffs and the sleeper in the bus head-to-head playoffs league.
0: Um, I'm crying a single tear for you. Yeah, a single tear. Yeah, comes down. I tried to. I got you in there. You know. I appreciate I, that. Yeah, I did my best to get you in the playoffs. And by the way, we're not suggesting anything I, nefarious. No. I was just playing out the string and putting together the best lineup I could, and it helped. Uh, just to get there <laughs> but yeah we, we like elder for the for the most part there i think he's going to be pretty high on the list of guys that you're going to start in this uh realm here what about tanner hawk tampa bay and at baltimore that is very difficult uh he's been a mixed bag here down the stretch two starts ago it was six scoreless against the yankees you love to see that uh this subsequent start which happened just two days ago what or three days ago was four innings two runs with four walks at Texas. And he's another guy where walks can get him a bit when Tanner Houck isn't at his best. Uh, is there any scenario where you're going with this Tampa Bay and at Baltimore that isn't just a pure Hail Mary mode?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said Hail Mary mode because I was going to say, if you're Catholic can have a rosary, you can pray <laughs> the whole time he's starting for you. Because yep. Like legitimately, there's very few spots where I would use Houck a
0: hundred percent here yeah a hundred percent i agree with you i should say not not a hundred percent using him that was confusing my fault
1: i mean i think i even if you're win seeking like
0: yeah they're not that good
1: yeah and then tampa and baltimore are both in the
0: hunt right here like and know, they're they're battling hard for that yeah. uh, division and that's a buy I so think, they're going to the be going only, all
1: out the only scenario i would really think about is if like Maybe you're in a head-to-head playoffs and you go, I'm going to tank my ratios. Uh, I don't really care. I'm just going to go for strikeouts and wins. and yeah. Maybe you hope to sneak a win, um, but really you're looking for 10 strikeouts from the dude um, because he and, could do and that. The last,
0: the last time Hawk faced Baltimore, which was just on September 8th, it was five runs in five and a third. So just pointing that out. Again, we yeah. talk about it all the time. Your, your previous start against a team doesn't mean you're definitely going to struggle against them, but this is a it very is, difficult
1: two-step. It is at Baltimore, which is, you know, a decent place That's to right pitch, it. right? Yep. So, uh, but, yeah, I I wouldn't start them on your team. I'm not going to start yeah. them on mine.
0: That there's very few scenarios. It's the Hail Mary. You're throwing everything at the wall. Go for it. Everything else, I'd be pretty dang careful uh-huh. here. What about Alec Marsh? This is definitely a deeper league situation, especially because he hasn't gone five in any of these last three outings, but they haven't been terrible, at least in the composite. It's a 3.55 ERA with 13 strikeouts in his last 12 and two-thirds across these three starts, and he won the last two because he's been a follower. So this is a two-start, quote-unquote. It's a two-follow. So the fact that he isn't going five doesn't kill you as long as they're giving him an opener. What do you think of Alec Marsh here? He gets at Detroit and home to the Yankees, pretty good setup. Um, are you interested in Alec Marsh with an opener?
1: Uh, I think it's a very similar situation to Hauk, uh, right? Like it's. You, I like you, him a
0: little bit more.
1: Yeah, it or not. yeah. It would, especially because the matchups are better in both parks he's facing in. So he's at Detroit, good mm-hmm. place to pitch. He's home versus the Yankees, good place to pitch, right? So. Yep. In that context, I think I do like him a little bit better than Houck. Uh And so I would, and he's probably widely available. Like, I, like oh, for sure. He's available in a lot of 15s right now. So I would like, agree. Um, I think he's one of those guys, uh, especially if you are, you know, I know there's a lot of people who play in like daily pickup leagues where mm-hmm. I would, I would pick him up, drop him, pick him up for the second start um, if I'm just looking to churn over that pitching roster and get as many you know you know players in as possible so
0: yeah uh, i think that makes some sense with alec marsh i will say the wins you know he, he won his last two they might not be so easy because he does face reese olsen and michael king as the counterparts and we're going to talk about one of those guys momentarily who looks like an absolute monster uh down the stretch here so you also, know, and obviously it's KC's support so that's going to make yeah. it tough too. go ahead
1: I was going to say, like, just a reminder to people, I, you know, I know a lot of people do this already, but for those who may, may not know this strategy, if you have a starts limit in a league, most formats will let you go over that starts limit on the last day you hit yes. it, right? So let's say you are at 199 starts on Saturday, uh, and Sunday comes around. You can start eight guys I'll count all the stats. Yep. So for those because few, they, they don't
0: know how to like cut it off. Yeah,
1: they they once once like the scoring period starts for that day like it it doesn't close off until the end of that scoring period for the day. So uh Marsh pitches on Sunday. So if you're getting close to that starts limit on Sunday, you you could use him as one of like
0: five or six guys you know it all against the wall at that point you know maybe you're throwing Hauk in that situation too if you are just trying to go for as much volume as possible and you are up against that starts limit that's always a fun little trick that you can that you can pull i played in the espn head-to-head and they banned that move oh did they yeah yeah, like they and it has to be policed right there's no way to like um make the system oh, do it oh, okay. so our commission would have to go through and make sure you didn't do it because i remember my first my first week in there i did it on sunday i had like seven starts which was basically uh put me you know five over the max and i'm like what's wrong with that espn allows it well we don't and that's why you got to read your rules folks this was years ago but i did not read the rules completely and uh, thankfully you get one grace period on that one But uh, if he had done it again, then they were just going to give you the zeros there. So, yeah, know your rules. But if you can do that, that's a great call out by Justin there. Alec Marsh at Detroit, home to the Yankees as a follower, does have some intrigue. Let's go to Ryan Pepio, who might have been a no-brainer if it wasn't for this first start, which is at Colorado and then he heads out to your Giants. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, or, you know, never mind. It's one up one down is what I mean to say. It's, it's the super difficult Colorado, but then the really nice trip to San Francisco, at least in terms of the park. I know your boys are not terrible, but uh, I would still be eager for that one. So at the very least, Pepio at San Francisco for the daily leaguers who can uh, maneuver that 100%. But what about us weekly league folks that have to take all or nothing? Are you going for Ryan Pepio who's been really strong down the stretch?
1: so here's the thing what kind of pitches do uh struggle in in course
0: breaking balls
1: he doesn't throw a ton of breaking balls necessarily right like he's yeah he's fastball change mostly Mm -hmm. um i think i rolled he's been really good like i'm going with it absolutely like you you and i were talking before we started in tout wars i'm trying to catch brett sayer for for Mm -hmm. first Um,
0: cooking you said
1: yeah he's just been he's been great all year and i've just been slowly reeling a man we got like three and a half point lean i need ratios that's all i really need right like i'm probably gonna go five maybe even six relievers with glass now being one of the pitch starters i use pepio is another one i think i'm gonna use even though i only really need ratios i mean 70 strikeouts you know, away from the next guy and 70 strikeouts guy buying me away. Um, so like I maybe needs wins and ratios. And I think even though he's in Colorado, I think I might go Pepio. It's one of my guys. Uh, I don't blame you. You know, it's just he's been so, so good. He gets a second start at San Francisco, which at that point I might roll out or they might roll me out. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. <laughs> Uh, since Brandon Crawford's on the IL, they can you know bring a different old guy to come play shortstop. So. <laughs>
0: Um, you can still pick it. I I, yeah. I trust you to turn those double plays. I, I can't. I, I can't pick it. I, I
1: bending over that far that quickly
0: is just it. Especially uh, when you're not getting good sleep. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Shouts to my boy. Shouts to my boy Greg. I haven't mentioned my friend Greg yet. Uh, his obligatory mention. He was on the Pepio's command is better train early and he put mm-hmm. me on that because I, I was saying early. I was like, I don't want Pepio. I'm going for the Gavin Stones and the Emmett Sheehan's more because Pepio is a walk machine. Well he saw it in spring, Greg did carried over in the minors and then here in the majors this year he's had a three percent walk rate this is a major development because the 17 that he had in 36 innings last year that's not necessarily who he was but he was always a double digit walk rate guy so i was like this guy just can't throw strikes he's a reliever risk command and control are not there and greg was on it early that like no he's made real changes here he's someone to get I picked him up on Greg's recommendation, and Pep's been wonderful. 191 ERA, 071 whip in his 33 major league innings. I'm starting him even with the core start,
1: 100%. Yeah, good Let's luck go. to Greg. He's in fourth yes, overall in the main. Fourth overall. He probably can't catch first unless nah, – no, he can't catch first.
0: But it, it, be, Brian, Brian
1: Slack, getting, another friend of ours uh, who I'm mean, I'm spending the last day of the season with. Uh, is Don't is,
0: jinx it, though.
1: No, no, yeah, knock on wood. He's much. in he's, first. He's, he's, he's got a he's 200 point lead going into the last it's, week. Um, good spot to be in. Good luck to good luck to Greg who legitimately has a really you know a really a real shot at second. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm looking uh, I'll, I'll be watching those standings along with Brian Slack uh on Same. Sunday and uh, I'll be rooting for Greg to uh to get up to second. So, uh,
0: Obviously, there's nothing like being in your own race, but I've been sweating hard on both y'all's stuff. I check y'all's stuff all the time yours and Greg's in your uh, in your respective chases and uh, really pulling for both y'all to finish as high as you possibly can like I said like you said second is in the cards for Greg he's at 68 14 there in fourth and 6856 is in second so that's very yeah. very much in play and he's been sweating it like crazy good thing he didn't get a bad bad delivery because I know that he is on edge 100 as well let's move over to a little bit of the opposite of Ryan Peppio. You know, we're talking about a guy who's dominant and absolutely crushing everyone. A little bit more of a finesse guy, another kitchen sink type, and that's Adrian Hauser. He gets two at home uh, against the Cards and Cubs. So not the most difficult matchups here. And we did mention the Cubs. They are a good offense, but they have been floundering a little bit. Meanwhile, Hauser He's kind of like the NL Cal Quantro, right? You yeah. don't really know how he gets it done in terms of the, the ratings, or excuse me, in terms of the uh, skills that we look at, but the, but the ratios are always there seemingly. And no one's doing backflips for a 435 ERA, but his skills probably should net something quite a bit higher. And down the stretch here, in, uh, since August 3rd, his last seven starts, it's a 419 ERA with 34 strikeouts, seven walks in 34 innings. Like, and with a, that's a 341 FIP there. So he's, he's probably been, uh, deserving a little bit better results there for Adrian Hauser. Uh, but he's, he's missing some bats, which is pretty impressive. What do you think of this two-step both at home for Adrian Hauser?
1: Yeah, I watched the Miami start, uh, that he had, uh, two starts ago. Um, and He looked pretty good, like, I mean, he looked like the old Adrian Hauser, who's a guy who can get in trouble because he does allow a lot of contact, um, but also can pitch out of that trouble uh, because he just does such a good job of controlling the zone. So uh, I think my only concern is the Brewers will have the division locked up this weekend more than likely. uh, And there's a chance he gets a three or four inning start and maybe even Mm -hmm. two, three or four inning starts. So I think if you're win seeking, you need to go a different direction. But if you're just looking for ratios, then uh, he's one of those guys that could give you three scoreless or four scoreless, uh, you know, uh, in, in two different starts. So uh, it could be
0: similar to Elder, though, where they don't necessarily have to protect him because things are locked and he'll be a later starter. So uh, you're, you're, it's valid to bring that up that you know teams do rest guys, and you know he's not he's not super young or anything. He's, he's 31. So they might just say, okay, you have a, you've had a great season. We need right. you out of the bullpen in the playoffs. Here's three innings on Sunday. So you're right to bring it up, but they might just say, do your thing. We might have a, uh, they're not going to have a buy because that's going to be the Dodgers yeah. and the Braves, but um, they might not need him to be like fully rested, to be, be pitching out of the bullpen in that playoff set. So I, it, I also want to,
1: I also want to like throw out too, like, because they have everything wrapped up, there's no way like they're not gonna lose playoff seating or gain playoff seating. Um, they they could let him wear something.
0: So that's a great call too. And also to that point about the win seeking thing, they might just play a bunch of scrubs with him too. Like yeah. they might be, you know, you're talking about maybe he gets slowed down. Well, let's say they don't worry about his innings, but they take out Adamus, William Contreras, Christian Yelich, um, and I know this Yellich name like feels weird to know. include. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but maybe Josh Donaldson too, because he's been cooking, believe it or not. He's mm-hmm. actually been doing something with the, uh, with the brewers there. So sitting him might actually be a bit of a bummer. So they might sit a bunch of guys in that way. And like you said, let him wear something so that they don't have to use Yoel Piamps or uh, Devin Williams, you know, Hobie, Mo- like their, their best reliever. So that's a good point too. There is risk here for sure. Yeah, I would not automatically start him. He's a consideration, but I think it's really situational dependent. Yeah. Uh, for me where where i gotta be in kind of a uh a dire situation to, to go for him all right this stud this absolute monster yeah i don't I know why this ace is even on this list i don't either but he's 56 percent at yahoo so i yeah. i thought it was worth including michael freaking king if that doesn't go up quite a bit and listen i know there's dead leagues out there um not everyone is playing their ass off at this point in the year but if that doesn't go up and I don't know what's going on over at Yahoo because 56% needs to jump. This guy's been an absolute stud. And Michael King gets at Toronto at KC, and he's coming off a 13-strikeout game against Toronto that he lost. He took the L with one run, seven mm-hmm. innings, one run, and they lost. Uh, good job there, New York. But uh, he's been absolutely incredible since joining the rotation back on August 24th. Michael King has 28 and a third innings of a one twenty-seven ERA with wait for it. 42 strikeouts. Yeah. And a one, one flat whip actually 0.99. Cause it's 28 and a third with 28 base runners. He's been a monster. I think we're both saying automatic. Yes. On, on yeah. signing him. Is he your all in push with the, with the fab that you have left if you're chasing pitching?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it's, he's been amazing. Like, um, I'm I'm going to say something that's probably hyperbolic, and obviously I'm going to do more research uh, and digging in as I do my projections on him. Is this going to be about next year? Because I was going to ask you about next year, so go ahead. But why isn't he next year's Jeffrey Springs?
0: No, exactly. Right. We've been, you know, we talked about maybe Zach Littell that since it was on the same team? Clearly not. He doesn't have that same dominance. Michael King is somebody who could be that guy. Uh, because I do think that this should be a springboard for him to start next year. He's 29, he clearly has the skills to do it. He's been going, like I said, he went seven in that one, uh, four and two thirds to start before that, five, five, four. Like he he can start, he's a he's a legit starter here. And I think Michael King could be an absolute G for the Yankees. So yeah, I'm with you. I think the Jeffrey Springs comp, Drew Rasmussen, whoever you wanna use as the, the reliever conversion, makes a lot of sense for Michael. he's, he's
1: going to finish with over 100 innings this year uh for the yankees so like 150 innings next year as a projection i don't think is out of pocket not at um he's and, 29 yeah the baby him. yeah exactly so um they've got three more years of control on him too so like that's that's a really nice find for for the yankees so
0: yeah it really like injuries have slowed him down a little bit in the past with some of these years but he Michael King is really good, and Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be a winter guy that starts to go up, up, and up as people kind of realize. You know, Some of the people that check out a little early, maybe they moved over to their football because they were out of it, and they might have missed this. As they come back into baseball, they're like, what the hell did Michael King do down the stretch? Mm -hmm. Especially if he puts two more gems on top of what he's already done. So yeah, definite start, definite pickup. Um, In those shower leagues where he's available, push all in for him. Uh, Paul, Paul Blackburn, gets trips to Minnesota and the angels. Unfortunately, you know, if you're going to start in Oakland, a, you probably want them to be at home, but those venues aren't necessarily crazy. Uh, the twins can be a tough lineup. The angels, not so much. I think uh, Jason has taken to calling them the salt Lake bees, which is the triple a ball club of the angels. Uh, Paul Blackburn has not been too bad down the stretch at all. Uh, if you go back, uh, and you lop off that first start out of the break, which was against Boston, he gave up six runs since that point. July 22nd. He has a 310 ERA with with 57 Ks in 58 innings. Uh, Paul Blackburn's been pretty nice. Now, the only downside is two of his last three only went three innings Yeah, um, because his pitch count was worked way up because he can run into some walk issues as well. Obviously, if you're win seeking, Paul Blackburn is not your guy. Uh, he might get a win, but you know, it's the A's, so I would not, I would not bet on that in any way, shape, or form. So, what do we think here, Paul Blackburn at Minnesota at the Angels?
1: Uh, I may end up rolling him out of my main event just because I have him on my roster. I mean, <laughs> I can been doing well. I legit have a dollar left, so like I can only, I can only drop so, I can only drop one dude. So yeah, uh, I've got to go with what I'm working with. So he's probably going to be in my lineup this week. Uh, which is scary and sad to me. Uh, but for the rest of <laughs> yeah. you, I probably wouldn't do this one. I mean, you're, you are talking about a guy who's unlikely to win a game because, the I mean, they are facing the Angels, though. And, like, the Angels at this point, I mean, is there a lot of that much worse
0: than the, the I think that's about the same. That's um, not good. We talked yeah. about how unbelievably... Uh, they've been ravaged by injuries. You look up and down that lineup. It's not great, Bob. Brett Rooker has 28 home runs. Shouts to him because I thought, you know, he had the fast start. He's eaten against lefties quite a bit. And, you know, he did fade from that fast yes. start, but he didn't melt. And I thought he mm-hmm. might evaporate. I thought he mm-hmm. might be Brian LeHarrant a bit. But 28 and 241 from a guy that you waiver wired, not bad. Not yeah. bad at all for Brent Rooker. So good, good call out there. But yeah, with Blackburn, th- there are some scenarios, but there aren't many. Yeah, uh, because like I said, wins chasing not going to do it for you, and and ratios like there's no guarantees there either. So probably not doing this in very many scenarios. What about Zach Thompson for St. Louis? He gets trip a trip to Milwaukee and then hosts Cincinnati. Are you interested in the young lefty for the Cards?
1: Um, only. A little bit because Milwaukee can be really bad against left-handed pitching. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, for that reason, I am somewhat interested. The problem is, then you get Cincinnati. um, And I just, you know, I know Cincinnati hasn't been, like, summer hot, like, Reds hot sure Cincinnati. But, like, that's a tough lineup. And Zach Thompson isn't what we would call... Good dominant at pitching. So No,
0: he's not bad, but he's, he's not dominant, and I think he could get beat up by both these lineups here.
1: Yeah. Like they, I mean,
0: they could it, both get him.
1: His last three starts have come with strikeouts, but they've also come they've only been five innings deep, uh, with mm-hmm. three or four earned runs apiece. So I mean, if you're trying to protect the ratios at all at this point, it's a no. But if you're streaming for wins and strikeouts, I get it. You know, who knows yeah. what kind of lineup Milwaukee rolls out? Milwaukee's not good against lefties, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati, well, I think they probably will still be, you know, factoring in late in the week. By that point, they might know they could be cooked. Yeah, they could either be cooked or in the playoffs, depending on mm-hmm. how things finish out. So, uh, yeah, like I, I, yeah, if you're if you're if you're win seeking and going for strikeouts. Uh, I get it. If not, then no.
0: Yeah, he, uh, Zach Thompson does make the consideration list, but certainly not somebody who is anywhere near a must. Uh, your situation should dictate that. I lean, you know, probably like 55 yes, 45 no uh, as a general idea. And then a couple Rangers. Uh, Martin Perez is not guaranteed but there is talk that he has worked his way back into the rotation and could get two starts here as they have a full week. So John Gray and Martin Perez both get trips to the angels and the Mariners. Let's start with gray. What do you think? <laughs>
1: so we got a question on Twitter. Um, should I start John Gray this week or take a zero? And uh, I, you, I didn't, I didn't answer you answer, but I liked your answer because I agreed with it. Um, and yeah you should have taken the zero sorry
0: bud that that that's no, like um, uh, great absolutely melted two right and a third, process
1: four but again like i said last episode sometimes the right process um it stings when uh yeah. when that happens. so hopefully that didn't sink his season um but uh yeah i mean again i think this is another one of those situations where if i was
0: I was gonna say if i was strikeout seeking, maybe. No, if I'm if I'm win seeking, maybe. But no, John well, Gray actually, hasn't no. gone more than that's what I, th- yeah. I going th-
1: Like he's not winning. Actually, I don't think there's any scenario in which I'd start John Gray. Martin
0: Perez might be who I go for. Yeah, for wind seeking, he's actually it or pretty
1: decent.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty out on on Gray. So let's shift over to Martin Perez. Um, he did throw four and a, four and two thirds in in bulk. Um, if, in fact, by the way, if they want to give him an opener, that'd be wonderful. But I don't know if they're going to right now. It looks like, oh, in fact, he backed up yeah, I think, in that yeah, game. I think, they,
1: I think it's a piggyback situation.
0: So. Well, that, that I'd be 100% fine with that because, of course, that increases your win potential. And, of course, the Rangers are a quality team. I know they've had their struggles here down the stretch. You're um, getting
1: the Angels. At, you're at the Angels and at Seattle. At, at the Mariners, yeah. And so like and while Seattle will most likely definitely still be fighting for a spot even up until that last day. Mm-hmm. Um and the Rangers will be too. Uh the Angels suck. We just said it, like right. We were <laughs> yeah. just comparing them to the A's uh, lineup. So yeah, I think I would take the gamble on Martin Perez. Especially, and he'll be available. Yeah, especially if you need wins and ratios. Um, so because I mean If he goes four innings as a follower in both of those, you got a chance for a win and you got a chance to help your ratios a little bit, especially ERA with maybe not so much because he's never been a good whip guy. So, um, but yeah,
0: I I told y'all he was going to regress. It just took a whole year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't believe in him at all last year. He goes 196 of an excellent season. And then this year he became martin perez again as a quality pitcher like quality major league pitcher but not so much for fantasy but here down the stretch he could be your guy in that final week so definitely put him on your bid list and hope that he's actually the piggyback because i think that's his best chance to get you two dubs or at least one of them so those are the guys there in the two-step if you have questions about anybody hit us up on twitter um you know or or in the comments of of this here obviously i'll still be doing my sp chart sorry to those of you that that read thursdays the the wrong matchups loaded in and i gave people a real big scare when they saw that Tariq scuba was going to face the dodgers they were like what i thought he was facing oakland (laughs) because uh yeah like i said the wednesday matchups loaded in for thursday so i felt bad on that one but uh justin i know it's going to be a crazy 10 days here but best of luck to you hopefully you can find some good sleep are you and jason going on sunday
1: we are with uh a guest jake crumpler from pitcherlets fantastic Um, and then we will not be recording the last Sunday of the season, one because I don't even know what the hell we would talk about, yeah, you know, with I think it makes those sense. games, uh, and two because, like I said, uh, I'm gonna uh, head down to a bar with mm-hmm. uh, Toby and uh, and Brian Slack and Sammy Reed sweat that and final day, Bubba and sweat, sweat those final championships. Um, I you know I, I know you're not really uh, hunting anything down, but.
0: I've got I'm sweating few. with y'all. I've got a few. I'm, sweat- I'm sweating with y'all. I'll be I'll be, like I said, keeping tabs on yours and Greg's team teams and uh, really hoping that y'all can do, you know, hold the leagues, but also do the best that you can in the overalls. I know we'll be talking throughout the weekend and into next week, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Screw you, Jason
1: Penny. <laughs>